Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now in the house, man? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a horror movie. That's a new new intro song. Really? Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Polarizer podcast. Today I'm talking again with my good friend Thomas, who just came back from Taiwan. Yeah. Taiwan number one. Taiwan number one. And we talk about very interesting things in this episode, I think. We talk a little bit about the history of Taiwan and uh, and mainland China and, and the conflict between them and uh, geopolitical things around that too. Mm. And what's going on right now and things that could happen and... Let's see what else we talk about. We talked about Trump. We actually did, yeah. Even though I don't want to turn this into a political show, he he just came up. Yeah, it's weird how it works, isn't it? Yeah, living rent free in all our heads. <laughs> Indeed. Well, oh, oh, oh you, you get into trouble. What? A few times. I did. With our uh, flying little friends. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you get bit? I did not, but you did. Oh, yeah. Uh, during this podcast, <laughs> spoiler I get alert. stung. Spoiler alert. I get stung no less than three times by a fucking wasp. <laughs> I'm still itching all over the place. It's, it's, it sucks. Well, anyway, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Alert. Alert is a food allergy app for people who travel abroad. So if you open up the app, you select what you're allergic to. You have 14 different choices, going from gluten to dairy to tree nuts to peanuts to shellfish to uh, fish. Uh, almost everything's in there. Uh, the allergies that are available in the app cover 95% of all cases. So if you <laughs> That's the sound of your headphone cord rubbing against the microphone. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, you're fucking up my life right now. Well, yeah, like I said, 95% of the cases, so if you have a food allergy, there's a 95% chance that this app will work for you. And if you're a vegetarian, that's great too. You can select that too. So if you go to, um, to France or the Netherlands or Taiwan, Taiwan number one, or mainland China, or Japan, or Thailand, or whatever, you press the yellow button on the app, and it will send, uh, it will show a perfectly translated message on your phone telling the person who's giving you your food that you're allergic to what you're allergic to. So it's very good if you're backpacking, and or if you're a business traveler. It's just a, just a great help, man. It helps you tell people about your condition in a very clear way and Thomas is getting attacked by wasp now. <laughs> anyway name of the app is alert with double l a l l e r t like alert watch out but also alert with two l's like an allergy so that's where it comes from uh, visit alertapp.com or get it in the iOS app store now this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit. 
Amit is a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization to its vast consumer base of athletes, thinkers, fitness gurus, and entrepreneurs. Through a wide array of products and supplements, Amit combines cutting-edge science, earth-grown nutrients, and time-tested strategies to help people reach peak performance. Whether you're climbing mountains or biking down them, building businesses or closing sales, chasing... Changing, chasing personal records in the weight room or running a marathon, Onnit is the brand you want to have in your back pocket. As one of the fastest growing health and fitness companies in the world, Onnit refuses to bring anything but the very best to market. They got all kinds of cool shit. They got protein bars without any bullshit in them. It's all organic. Organic buffalo meat with cranberries, elk meat. And they also have MCT oil, which I use every day. I throw it in my coffee. Throw it in the blender, really gets uh, gets me ready to go, ready to get the day started, ready to kick some ass. Besides supplements, they also sell kettlebells, bell ropes, clubs, and jujitsu and MMA gear. And those kettlebells, they got a bunch of cool themed ones, like gorilla heads and troll heads, and even got some Star Wars themed stuff. So if you were a Star Wars nerd, it's good for you too. <laughs> So yeah, go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com, use the promo code POLARIZER. That's just as the website is spelled, that's P-O-L-A-R-I-Z-E-R, POLARIZER spelled the American way, or go to thepolarizer.com slash onnit, or click on the on the onnit button on the website, and you will get up to 10% off of your total order. So yeah, very first episode sponsored by onnit. That is pretty fucking cool. That does sound pretty cool, doesn't it? All right, enough of that. I hope you enjoy the show about Taiwan. Yes, I'm looking forward. Recorded someplace random on this interesting planet we live on with your host, Nick Hubei. You're listening to the Polarizer Podcast. Right, man. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Netherlands. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah. Good to see you, man. It's been uh, it's been quite quite a while. Yeah, man. I've, uh, Last time I saw you, we did the previous podcast. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to be back on the uh, uh, on Dick's podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, it has been a while, and uh, now I'm back in the Netherlands for a longer time. Cool. Yeah, not just holidays. So you're you're done with uh, with your Taiwanese adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did uh, in total. I did two years of Chinese language and um, also uh, two years of masters, of which the first year of the master and the second year of Chinese was at the same time. So a total of three years. Okay. So what what are your masters in? Yeah. So it's um, the master is called the International Masters Program in Asia Pacific Studies. So that program allows you to. Uh, study any topic in the Asia Pacific region, so that's like China, Taiwan, Japan, or even Southeast Asia, or even India, <clears throat> and also in any discipline that you would like: international relations, anthropology, history. So it's basically an entry to uh, going to college in Asia. Um, well, it's a master's program, but yeah, it it, it definitely gives you a good general idea of what uh, Asia is all, all about. 
Cool. And uh, yeah, my major was international relations in East Asia. So China and Taiwan and also Japan and the involvement in the US as well. Cool. Cool. And you speak Chinese, which is awesome. Yeah. Even better than last time. Yeah. 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 Did Did you hear that little intro that you did? Yeah, I, I, I put know. it at the beginning. Of yeah, the yeah, yeah. I, I actually listened back to it, and uh, it's still all right. But uh, yeah, it's it's not as good. I, I was listening to it, and I was like, ah, that actually could be a bit better. All right, well, record another one for this show then. All right, all right, sure. Let's just say uh, welcome to the Polarizer Podcast. Mm. We all love you. If you're over there in in Taiwan, we love you too. And uh-huh. uh, tune into Polarize Your Podcast. It's the best podcast in the world, man. All right. Well, let me let me say it again. Now I'm in the podcast. podcast. 里面的对话都非常有兴趣，嗯，对啊，所以你在这个podcast里面就会知道，嗯，它的有趣的程度多么高，所以我们再再听，继续听吧。That was impressive. Yeah, yeah. It. Okay, uh, and can you add to it? Visit thepolarizer.com. Oh, okay. <coughs> Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, what the Jubo Jubo the Pango, Taso, Nimania Kato, um, Kankanta the Wangan, those polarizer.com, or Kankanamanda, Pinda Tiliak and Etienne Lu Quarter, um, the podcast. All right, so was, uh, was it the exact same thing I just said, or did you add some more stuff to it? Yeah, I just said, um, um also because my because it was way longer than than just fistfolders.com yeah um because i was like oh also my 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 friend says uh, to also uh, <laughs> check out check out his website there's some, some cool previously recorded podcast <laughs> that's cool man mm-hmm. it's such an, yeah. such an interesting language i i mm-hmm. have no idea when when i hear it like i have you know sometimes when you hear french or german you uh, or, or Italian, you know, you can kind of tell what what it's sort of about, but with Chinese languages, no way. Yeah, and I've also noticed that you actually need to maintain it like like crazy. I can already feel that it was a lot worse, really, <laughs> than than when I left Taiwan even a week ago. So if you, yeah, if you just do nothing with it for a year, you probably lose it. <laughs> yeah, maybe not all of it because yeah. I did study it for two years and lived another year there, um, but. Um, yeah, you definitely lose the more advanced vocabulary. Oh, you gotta you gotta make sure you you have like a set schedule that you like talk with friends over there on Skype or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, indeed. It's, that's something to make a habit, you know. Mm-hmm. I would think. Yeah, no, of <laughs> yeah. course, <clears throat> definitely, definitely. So, um, yeah, I hope to uh, continue my to maintain my Chinese levels. Um, it's so cool, man. You could you could be uh, you know. There's so many cool jobs that you could get with that you know even even working as a special agent or something that would be badass yeah <laughs> but maybe no, that's but a good idea man but seriously uh-huh. you know yeah, yeah um, I'm, I'm keen 
That's <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's the kind of job you could get with 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 that skill. Yeah, yeah. I actually did uh, check out the website of the um, the the Dutch uh, Security Bureau. Yeah, the Dutch uh, Dutch CIA. Yeah. yeah, they seem to only at the moment mostly be interested in uh, people who speak Arab and um, people who are badass at coding slash hacking. So, uh, but yeah, you know, you know, never say never. It makes sense, though. Yeah. But, well, maybe U.S. intelligence. Yeah. I mean, they, fuck knows, they got a lot going on with the Chinese right now. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Massive beef. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, world's, the world's changing, man. We're living in interesting times, that's for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, no one, no one really knows what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's been, uh, yeah, it's just all over the place, everywhere. There's this, uh, also culturally, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Culturally? Yeah, you know, there's there's this, there's like a, um, there's definitely big, two big sides to the whole political correctness debate. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a lot of people who, who really think opposite ways about that issue. And that's, um, you know, you can see you can see it in the media, you can see it in uh, cultural expressions like music or, or movies, you know, it's, it's echoed back in there too. And it's, um, yeah, that's going on too now. It wasn't going on 10 years ago. Yeah. There's, there's, it's basically the, the um, political correct, crowd versus the free speech crowd yeah yeah um this, it's funny that you say this um i had um, a guy who was in the uh, phd version of my program right uh, an american guy and uh, he was also uh, quite annoyed by the fact that so many people are offended by so many things and he also right. got things that bullshit but one thing that he said that was quite interesting is that um perhaps what you're seeing now i have forgot what he called it exactly but that basically you should see these events as like a sort of like a uh, a clock that or like a, a pendulum a, yeah a pendulum that, is, yeah. that moves way too hard so when it, there it is an injustice yeah, yeah when there is an yeah. injustice like like i don't know when a innocent black man gets shot by white police then people start to become so extremely opposed to any form of racism that it actually transcends the boundaries of what racism actually is. Right. Yeah, it, be it becomes an ideology in a way. Yeah. So yeah. then it becomes more extreme and more extreme on both sides. Yeah. And it's never good. No. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, I think the pendulum has swung all the way to the left right now to, to the point where it's just crazy, you know? There's so much crazy shit going on. With yeah. it, uh, well, you know, it's, I think it's swinging to bo both sides as well, though. Yeah, but, but yeah. Like what yeah, you see with... It seems to be swinging. I think we've reached a point now where it sort of starts to swing back because you can tell, like, people now make fun of social justice warriors and a year ago... Yeah. Uh, they sort of were taken seriously for a little bit, you know. So, yeah. and to me, that's kind of the first sign. Like, all right, you know, like the, the people are figuring out. All right, those people are crazy, <laughs> but at the same time, that whole movement might have made some people think about some other stuff too. So when it swings back, everyone kind of learned from it, and now we can just all go mm -hmm. back to acting normal and laugh at a joke. And 
I hope I hope so too. Yeah. Well, I got I got faith. Yeah. 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 You can you can tell. You know. I think. Uh, I, I hope so. I hope. <laughs> well, people are not that smart, though. Like I've been hearing about this flat Earth thing. Oh no! Just pe- yeah. People are like truly believing that flat, stuff. Flat Earth. That, that that's coming back. You know, there was some crazy shit <coughs> from from uh, when um, was it around uh, Galileo's time when when he figured out. Uh, that the Earth was round, basically, mm-hmm. and and he could prove it, and he could he could measure it, and you know, like it was scientifically proven. And then there was this revolt of people who who wanted to be at the Earth's flat, and <laughs> and, that, and that shit from like a couple hundred years ago is back now. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Why? What's what's going on? People you know? dumb as fuck. Some well, people. Well, I mean, but. It, it, Dumb people are not a new thing, though. I mean, there's just as many dumb people today as there were like ten years ago. Well, but we got more people, so by ne- definition, we got more dumb people. That makes mm. sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know where this is uh, coming from. Yeah, it's weird. It's strange. I can't explain it. It seems like they, they, they believe that just because they want to believe something else than the mainstream. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like being a goth but then <laughs> yeah well yeah maybe Be- <coughs> excuse me being being a goth is, is like that's more a, like a knee-jerk reaction to as the a mainstream. teenager to to you know I, I don't want to be uh, I want to fight the man and all that hmm. I think the whole flutter thing is a- hey, fight the woman as well <laughs> what? Uh, gender neutrality man oh, <laughs> yeah got you there Nick <laughs> <laughs> you sexist big <laughs> no but in this case the man represents something evil and oppressive so it is appropriate because mm. everything male is bad no. so, so oh, you got a point there Nick. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but see like that like that example that's the exact thing that are people like wait a minute this is stupid you know I mean and most people think that do you, do you really know anyone who takes that shit, shit, ser- that shit seriously mm-hmm. like when with uh, it, I don't know if you saw that clip of uh, Justin Trudeau talking to uh, to a young uh, college chick and she asked she asked him a question and she said something do you think it's better for mankind to, that we do this or that and he was like no 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 I'm sorry we say people kind <laughs> like the fucking sanctimonious asshole <laughs> you know em- embarrassing this college girl live on tv and everyone hates that shit so, mm. so just just the the fact that most people are like jesus what a dick the fact that most people uh, react in that way to that tells me like all right people are catching on a lot of this shit is crazy well we'll see it in the election <coughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's also saying these things for like a certain purpose oh, he, he's doing he's doing horribly in the polls at the moment oh yeah 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 i don't know that much about Canadian no. politics, actually. No, so. me neither. But I just happened to happen to know about this because I read a bunch of articles about it. But yeah, he's he's his popularity rate is very very low hmm. as of uh, what's in early August two thousand eighteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll see, man. Oh, it's not as bad as China. Man, <laughs> China, <laughs> that's scary. Yeah. Did you see the video about um, the whole surveillance thing? They have cameras everywhere. Yeah. And they, they have facial recognition. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, first of all, for facial recognition to work in China, it's got to be pretty fucking good. 
Why? There's another example of a little joke. Yeah, it's a joke, people. Calm the fuck down. It's a joke. And it made you laugh. It's uh, but seriously, facial recognition, like the software is good enough to you know tell people apart, and and they know exactly, system exactly knows who it is and what uh, you know in the system. And um, if you jaywalk, if you cross a street when the light is red, um, you get a you get a little point. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, or if you. Um, I don't know if you if you or if you're late with paying taxes, you get another point, and if you um, or if you do something on camera that's not uh, desirable according to the communist party to the communist party, <laughs> you get another point, and if you get X amount of points, you're not gonna get a job anywhere. You 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 can't apply for social security or or even when you get in an accident, you know and and. Uh, what's going to happen with you then is also uh, influenced by the amount of points you have. Yeah. And that's, uh, I don't know, man. It doesn't get more scary than that. And Indeed. now, and now uh, President Xi has, has uh, he, he said, all right, I'm going to do, uh, there's not going to be another election. I'm I'm the emperor, you know? President Xi. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's doing the whole cult of personality thing too. Yeah. A little bit, you know? And he he made sure that whole surveillance system was in place uh, before he was going to execute that plan. So you know, China has a dictator. Yeah, yeah. His uh, and because because he's friendly and nice and stuff on camera, and we we we're not really noticing it, baby. Uh, maybe, but China has a dictator. It's it's not good. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. And they're only going to get more powerful. Oh yeah. Um, so I think uh, they can keep the population under control because they see everything they do everywhere all the time. Yeah. So in that sense, I think um, the European powers <clears throat> or the Western powers should maybe um, take a more uh, reserved stance against China, which is the opposite of what is happening now, actually. If you look at all these Western companies that are... Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Heeding the call of China too. <clears throat> Everyone wants to make a buck, man. There's nothing, nothing more expensive than cheap money. It's uh, just long term. It's not good for us. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, you know, living in. A, and I in, get it. You know, in, a, in living in a country like Holland, where you know you see that most people are pretty wealthy. Like you know, the country works very well, and you just like people are quite rich compared to. Other places in the world, I think. Most of the world. Yeah. We are the 1%, man. Yeah. If you look at it on a global scale, literally. Yeah. I think uh, that maybe, you know, we could mm, sacrifice some of our financial interests in order to uh, at least uh, be able to live our, with ourselves in our, uh, morally with regards to our foreign policy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know quite a lot about this whole thing. Uh, also, because... Um, about the beef between Taiwan and, and mainland China, yeah, and um, I find it very interesting. Can you can you tell tell us uh, like the history in a nutshell and what what's like? <coughs> yeah, sure. The origin of, of Taiwan and and uh, you know what happened. Sure. Actually, I um, <clears throat> I wrote my thesis on the the latest latest developments within uh, these so-called cross-strait relations. Yeah. Cross-strait, like cross the Taiwan Strait, so that means relations I, between Taiwan I, and China. I would love to hear about that, but if you would please start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
Um, it was in the 1910s. I think it was 1918, but it might have been 1914. Was it during the First World War? When yeah, when the yeah. Uh, Republic of China was started, was ra- was founded. Um, so this is different than the People's Republic of China. This is the Republic of China, led by the Chinese Nationalist Party. Okay, and that's what Taiwan is today. Yes. So, um, as you know, there was a civil war in the 1940s between the Chinese nationalists and the Chinese communists. Uh, Chinese communists led by Mao Zedong and um, the nationalists led by Chiang Kai-shek. Right. So, the communists um, basically won the civil war on mainland China, as they call it. And uh, Chiang Kai-shek and his, his army moved to Taiwan, which had been returned to the Republic of China uh, after the end of the Second World War, when the Japanese were defeated. And then Taiwan was moved back again, uh, was moved away from Japan and was given to China. Right. Yes. The Chinese nationalists. Yes, given to the Chinese nationalists. So um, from now on, we call it the ROC, Republic of China. All right. Yes. ROC is Taiwan today. Yes. Yeah. So the government of the Republic of China were then moved from um, Nanjing or Beijing, where it was before, to Taipei. And the mission of Chiang Kai-shek and his army was always to one day take back the mainland from the communists who were now ruling over the whole mainland of mm-hmm. China. You still there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah. All right. Very good. Very good. I'm just letting you talk. All right. Good. You're doing good. Please continue. <laughs> so at that point, like after 1949, um, the Republic of China, led by Chiang Kai-shek, was ruling in Taipei, in Taiwan. And uh, Mao Zedong, the leader of the Chinese communists, um, was the, he was ruling China from uh, Beijing. And both sides were still claiming... Uh, territorial sovereignty over over the other because Taiwan was part of China and so since both governments said that they were the government of China they, they that would mean that both country uh, both governments would still claim both the mainland and Taiwan so the decades proceeded and um, the two were still at war and uh, sometimes there would be some small skirmishes as skirmishes as well but uh, the situation... What, made, what kind of era happened? did it happen? Um, like, for instance, at one point, um, the communists bombed one of Taiwan's uh, smaller islands because the government uh, of the Republic of China, so Chiang Kai-shek, the nationalists, they did not only have Taiwan, they also had a few smaller islands. Uh, the closest one being uh, Jinmen, which is a small island very close to the mainland of China. It's opposite to Xiamen. Do they still own it today? Or? Yes. Okay. It's pretty cool. You can go there and you can see China from there. Oh, wow. So that place was bombarded heavily. Um, and uh, that would have been, I don't know, maybe the start of the invasion of the communists of Taiwan. Um, but that failed, partially due to the fact that the Americans sent a, um, um, a carrier group, two carrier groups, I think, to the Taiwan Strait, and that repelled uh, the Chinese. They did not engage in action, but the uh, Chinese communists, they, they stopped attacking because 
or carrying a group is quite impressive oh, of yeah. course especially two yeah and you know just a show of force when when uh, Uncle Sam shows up at your doorstep oh there, there goes the uh, <laughs> the sparkling water yeah <laughs> just put it in here we'll do here we go yes so that situation continued for a while um, and it was was in the 70s or 80s or yeah continued 60s 70s 80s and in the 90s um uh, the ROC, the Chinese nationalists, uh, lifted their one-party rule over Taiwan, and right. they allowed a uh, for a democratic system that was mostly due to the fact that they were losing support from the United States, um, and that uh, democratization would be then another reason for the U.S. to continue to support Taiwan or the ROC. Right. Yes, because it was getting harder for the United States to maintain to the public that they were supporting a dictator in the 1990s, mm. which Chiang Kai-shek and the later uh, presidents of the Chinese nationalists, um, they, they were dictators. Right. So at that point, I think it was 1994, Taiwan democrat, democratized, and um, they also allowed for open and uh, free and fair elections. So they... Um so they basically were forced to do that so that they could still get the US behind them. Yes, exactly. That's pretty, that's pretty damn cool, actually, that because of that, a country turns democratic. Yeah. Would you like some drink? Yeah, thank you. There you go. All right. But All that's, right. that's basically uh, that's ending a dictatorship through pressure in yeah. a way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, um, despite the fact that the ROC government over all those years and still to this date, um, at least on paper in the constitution, claims uh, sovereignty over the whole of China, the people of the Republic of China, which is actually only the people of Taiwan, um, they start to get more and more uh, their own identity of being Taiwanese mm -hmm. rather than Chinese. Um, because, as I said, um, Taiwan had only been in the hands of the Chinese nationalists for a few years after they were given back to the Chinese nationalists from Japan. And all of a the sudden, there is a major force of like hundreds of thousands of soldiers on their doorstep. So it was quite sudden for them, this whole Chinese almost for them it was almost like an invasion right um <clears throat> so there are quite strong um cultural identities in taiwan other than chinese and in the 19s 90s and especially in the 2000s um this identity this taiwanese identity became only stronger and this identity kind of has the idea that it, the, the Taiwanese identity is almost a mix of cultures and they all feel that way, that they all have um, some aboriginal part of the society that's also their society. And that, really? And that there are certain... Aboriginal? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they also have certain... Uh, Where does that come from? Aboriginal? They're, they're, I think they're officially called Austro-Indonesian. Okay. Uh, Austria, Indonesian, yeah. So it's are, are those just, those are the same people in Australia? Could be. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I, I think a, Australian an Aboriginals are different than any other 
Aboriginal mm. style. Yeah. But it means like ancient peoples, basically. Yes. Yeah. So the original inhabitants of uh, Taiwan. And even the Taiwanese language is not like native to Taiwan originally because mm. Taiwanese is actually the accent of Chinese that you hear in Southeast China. But because they came from there and because obviously the island is close to it. Right. A Makes group. a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so the <clears throat> current China, uh, Taiwanese identity is all in, like large encompassing. It includes elements of different cultures. When I was there, I, I uh, noticed many similarities with Japan. Mm. More like uh, in, in terms of culture, like I've been in uh, Indonesia and uh, Thailand and also Korea. Mm. And I found that Taiwanese had the most in common with the Japanese than any other Asian uh, yeah. <clears throat> country. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, they were they were colonized for fifty years. Yeah, that left the yeah until nineteen forty five. So that that's still quite recent. Uh, that makes, makes again makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyways, this whole Taiwanese identity that I just spoke of start to clash with China's ideas, with the communists' ideas, which still to this day see Taiwan as a part of China, as I said. The, um, the Chinese nationalists or the, the Republic of China, which is now a democratic state, as you want to call it, um, also claims um, sovereignty over the whole of China, but only on paper. In recent, recently, um, politicians of, of both the nationalists and the uh, other more progressive Taiwanese parties, they kind of all deny that, that, that Taiwan is a part of China, right? Some do. Some, like the leaders of the um, the the nationalist party today, do argue that it's part of China, but that is mainly to accommodate the PRC, the People's Republic of China, the communists. Mm -hmm. Namely, the PRC uh, and their One China principle, which means that both mainland of Taiwan, mainland of China, and Taiwan both form are a part of China. They say that as long as the people on Taiwan accept that it is Chinese, what, and for them it doesn't matter whether it's communist or whatever, as long as they admit that it's Chinese, that it's part of the greater China, um, then the Communist Party is okay with that. Okay. Then they will not instigate a war and they will try to slowly but peacefully um, achieve unification, but not under <laughs> military pressure. Yeah, but unification is just never possible if you got a communism and a, and a democracy, you know. How can you ever unify that? <laughs> well, the Chinese would then say, the communist Chinese, they would say, well, look what we did with um, Hong Kong and with Macau. They have different um, systems there than we do. And we respect that if they can accept that they're part of China as a whole. This is what a Chinese communist would say. Of course... Um, Hong Kong and Macau are far from as free as the people in Taiwan are today. Right, and this is, of course, this is a this is a result of them being ruled by the central authority in Beijing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I mean China is not really. I don't think it's technically re really communism anymore. I think at this point it's it's 
totalitarian state. Yes, um, because because they they love capitalism. That's mm, for sure. Mm. And they and they uh, participate in it, and they're they're you know they're playing the free market game. So, yeah, they do still maintain. Do they do still have five year plans though? Um, like they still have plans. Like how they'll there's still elements of communism, but as you say, um, yeah, well, it, it is it opened is up, moving towards for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, so it, I mean, it doesn't go like snap, you know. It's like a slow yeah. process. So these uh, kind of failures of maintaining freedom in Hong Kong and Macau have led the Taiwanese to further reject the um, the communist idea <clears throat> that they can unite into, they can reunite again, reunify again, but that Taiwan can maintain its freedom once unification would have happened but what kind of concessions would taiwan have to do to uh, join the uh, greater china yes would, um, would they also get the whole surveillance thing <laughs> <laughs> well these are these are good questions um they would probably have to um, because if that's the case people in taiwan are gonna say fuck you yeah 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 but yeah, of course, if it's a if it's a peaceful offer, then yeah, they can say fuck you. But what China has been doing now is that they have been starting to use military threats. Mm. So one thing that's happening in Taiwan, as I said, this Taiwanese identity is growing, and the aversion to unifying with uh, the PRC is becoming more and more. Right. So uh, recently, in 2016, uh, Taiwan had their presidential presidential elections, and a party that rejects this one China idea, the idea being that Taiwan is part of China, won. So that um, president, that's she's called uh, Tsai Ing-wen, she won, um, and she basically uh, succeeded. Uh, a former president that um, was much closer to Beijing. Like in Taiwan, you have two political camps, the blue one and the green one. Okay. And the blue one... Um, Funny how it's the same almost everywhere, right? Two, yeah. Two, two teams. <laughs> exactly. Know? So the blue one um, is basically the parties that consider Taiwan to be a part of China. Not per se part of the PRC, but at least part of whole China. And then the green ones, those are the ones that feel that Taiwan is its own state and that it does not form part of China. So, of course, during times when a blue party is in power, relations between Taiwan and, uh, and the PRC are better. Yeah. Because the blue uh, politicians will admit that uh, yeah, it's a part sense. of China and yeah. then, okay, then they, Beijing is happy, kind of. They kowtow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but recently there has been a green president and that's why relations... It's kind of weird, yeah. green, you know, that makes me think about uh, their care about the environment. <laughs> but I guess that's not the same over there. Um, no, actually, uh, in, in those aspects, they are maybe a bit more... Uh, for instance, the green ones, uh, the green parties, they are very much against nuclear power. Right. But at the same time, they do not uh, have... That's, that's understandable that, that that would be their position. Yes. Of course, I think no one is very happy with nuclear power. But if they're forced to make the choice between uh, fossil fuels 
and nuclear power. Right. Then you know, so they, they the green ones they choose a lot more for fossil fuels. Oh. So um, smog and air quality uh, has has has, yeah, it's has not, worsened. It's not too good. Yeah, I, I was there three years ago. Yeah, three years ago yeah. when I was visiting. Three years. God damn it. God damn. Yes, I was in my late twenties back then. You were still handsome. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Well, that's uh, that doesn't matter now because I'm married now. Yeah, now you can get old and fat, and yep. it's all good. Yep. Yep. Just sit at the pool. Yeah. Why are you even doing sports, bro? Yeah, good question. Well, well, we kind of made a pact, like we uh, we motivate each other. So, if, stay uh, hot. Oh yeah. Now, of course, for yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if uh, if we're both slacking off when uh, going to the gym and uh, doing sports, we say, hey, uh, you know, let's let's go together, and we kind of both do that. And That's fair. It's pretty fucking good, man. It's uh, nice. Yeah. Anyways, back to Taiwan. If you want to. Sure. Yeah, let's talk about Taiwan. Yes. So in 2016, there was a green president came to power. Right. And yeah, we were talking about the fossil fuels and all that shit. How, how the fuck did we get that? Oh, because of the color. Oh, that's right. But anyways, yeah. green being a reject, rejective of one China. Okay. So now in recent years, uh, the Chinese government has more and more uh, used f- uh, military threats. So mm-hmm. they say, you better... Admit that Taiwan is part of China, or we're gonna, we're just gonna take you over. We're gonna invade you, and then you're ours. Like in- official statements. Yeah, like diplomats would say that. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, oh. that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Yeah, and they even have a law which is called the anti-secession law, okay. which states that in the event of a um, declaration of independence, that that's the day the Chinese government will declare war. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Damn. That's, uh, so it's still like, it's still a fucking powder keg. Yeah, it it's, very uh, much is. And could, uh, could be the, could lead to the start of World War Three with all the, with all the, you for know, sure. Because one of the factors, one of the yeah. uh, biggest allies of Taiwan is the United the States. United States, yeah. And, um, there have been some developments in Taiwanese American relations, um, in favor of Taiwan. Barack Obama. That his administration was relatively um, wary of China, right. so so they they did not um, get let their relations with Taiwan get too close. Right. For instance, they did not sell them a lot of weapons. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I remember it was a bit of a controversy. Mm. I didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Under Trump, and I think you can say more importantly under Mike Pompeo right. and John Bolton. Um, these two people, they are um, much more in favor of Taiwan, or you can say more skeptical of China. Right, as they should be. Yes. So as a result, American relations with Taiwan have improved, and American relations with China have worsened. Right. So this development, uh, it has an influence on on cross-strait relations in in a number of ways. Well, But yeah. I do like... The fact that that the U.S. is behind Taiwan because you know it's it's the same uh, same principle. Yes. Yeah. So we we are pro democracy and these are the good guys, so we support them, and I think it should be that way. Indeed. But it's not without implications. Yeah. I hope I hope things get handled well in a diplomatic way, man. 
one of the biggest questions is always whether the United States would actually come to Taiwan's aid militarily. That's the question. If once the Chinese would invade. War between China and uh, the US. Holy shit, I don't think anyone wants that. But on the other hand, would you want to give up on uh, Asia's one of Asia's most dem democratic countries that can also influence countries in this neighborhood. Yeah, but the U.S. Change, would, yeah. US would have no choice. If they would give that up, and, and uh, if China would attack Taiwan, and the U.S. would just say, like, all right, uh, yeah, okay, that would instantly, completely discredit the U.S. Yeah, yeah. majorly. Yeah. I mean, they, they, have, they have no other choice. I mean, it will be a huge sign of weakness. Yeah. You, you say that completely correct. That's the uh, assumption as well. Yeah. Pretty, uh, I, hope, I hope they, well, but then again, you know, the guy who's, uh, see, he, he's not stupid. She. Yeah, she. She. How, <laughs> I mean, he, he knows too what, what the result of it will be and it won't be good for anyone, so. Mm, yes, but... Because China relies on the U.S. in terms of economy and trade hugely. Mm -hmm. that, and the yeah. U.S. relies on China for production also in a huge way. Yeah. That's where I think that we have a missed opportunity or an opportunity that we're not grabbing right now. Everyone is always saying that we cannot um, take a strong uh, stance against China because the economic trade is so huge. And if we step up against China, then they'll just shut us out and work, collaborate with people or with, with countries that are more favorable to them. Right. But at the same time, China is also very reliant on us. Maybe not just maybe not just on, on Holland, but yeah, Europe. It, or Europe. Yeah. Or even if, if there would be uh, a consensus between all Western states put more pressure on China. And that's why that's why yeah. I, I want the US and Europe they should band close together when it comes to stuff like this, you know? Exactly. And you see it's happening like recently with the trade war between America and and uh, and China and recently then the um, the Chinese the Chinese prime minister came to Germany to talk to Merkel. Yeah. about whatever. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So you see, they do. They do need. They're already figuring out, like, hmm, you know, how we're gonna handle this. Yeah, and if Europe would also take this hard stance, then China would be under pressure. Right, right. Well, that's why the whole thing that Trump's doing now with the bilateral agreements and meeting with everyone, and I just hope it leads to to good relations. You know, even if it's more on a on a direct basis than than instead of within a group, but. I'm I'm very I'm very disappointed in Trump with relation to um, American European relations. Yeah, this is the this is the holy alliance, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're connected in values and in blood. That's true. Yeah, and nothing should be able to tear that apart. But he doesn't seem to uh, add that much value to it. Well, but then again, he 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 invites everyone uh, to come to the White House, and and then they have a bilateral meeting, and it looks like they're getting along, and it's yeah, I I don't know, I I always err on the side of the positive because I hope it's gonna turn out all right. But of course, of course, but I think I, I think yeah. everyone's just also getting used to this new way of doing things, you know, like he's just he's not a politician, so 
It's yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm happy with Trump's administration Taiwan Taiwan policy because it's a lot more protective of Taiwan. But uh, on other fronts, like internationally, yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't disagree with it more. And not just because because of his character, but just because of the content of those policies. It's ridiculous when he says that when he suggests that maybe. Uh, the U.S. would not protect the Baltic states in in, in yeah. the event of an attack. Like, what is that? Man? That was a bad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you remember the first time when he came to when he came to Europe? He um, it was like this big meeting, and then he he just shoved the oh yeah minister of what was it Montenegro or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was <laughs> like. <laughs> it's like get out of the way, bitch! I'm standing in the front, and then he straightened his jacket. It's uh. Yeah, it's just it's just so crazy. Yeah, no, um, American politics, man. Uh, I, yeah. yeah, damn. But there's you know there's corruption on every level. You know the whole thing that's come, everything that's come to light now with all the investigations and the uh, uh, Clinton's emails and all that shit. Thanks to him being there, the system kind of showed all its flaws and corruption all at once in a way. So he just shaking things up and, and I don't know. I, I just hope that the whole presidential debacle with the Democrats choosing Hillary Clinton over Ben, uh, like uh, Ben Sanders, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders. That, that election was rigged. Yeah, it was fucking rigged. Yeah, man. <laughs> talk about talk about a fixed election. That was. Do you remember that South Park episode about like choosing between a turret sandwich and a giant douche? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. that was the American election, man. It was, it was, yeah. And now I hope that the Americans will finally see that you know that something's wrong. Yeah, well, I think I think there's a lot of that, but on the other hand, you know, the economy's banging, and that's thanks to his policies. I mean, the, the some of the domestic stuff he does is works. Whether you hate him or like him, yeah, maybe like the stock market and all that. You know, <coughs> there's there's no arguing with with the successes he's had. Don't get me wrong, he's 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 a fucking wild man. But some of the things he did worked. Well, I guess uh, you can't fuck up everything. <laughs> no, but I mean, credit where credits due. I I usually pay it. Like I don't really care what. I don't really care what happens that much domestically. I don't want to turn this into a political show anyway. That's fine. I I actually only mostly pay attention to things that happen internationally. Anyways, good to be back in in cheese country. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you one last question Mm. about, or one last last kind of interesting thing about uh, the whole Taiwan-China thing. Yeah. If you log on to Google Maps in China, which Google Maps? Or like it, it's blocked. <laughs> but it, when when did it get blocked? Wait, in Taiwan or China? China. It got blocked. I think in two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Yeah. So this story is from when Google was still available in China. Yeah. Yeah. And if you would log on to Google Maps, <clears throat> it would show Taiwan a part of China. But oh, if yeah. you if you look log on to Google Maps anywhere else in the world it's not <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of that's pretty funny yeah yeah Google is working I, I saw this news message that they're working on a censored version that they uh, mm. might want to release there I heard about that 
Fuck that, man. Yeah, on the one hand, I'm fuck that. You know, like you're 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 a Western country. You stand for Western values like democracy. But I can also see why it would be a great way to spy on China. Uh huh. So, you know, oh, if you're putting it that way, Dick. Yeah. Well, why not? It's a great fucking idea. Hmm. I I don't even know if if China's gonna allow it. Yeah. They're not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's try to make that work. <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably something like that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. get, I get both sides. Also, uh, the people uh, on on the air that listen that use uh, WeChat primarily. Right. That's right. Like the like yeah. Chinese Facebook, right? It's uh, Chinese uh, WhatsApp, but it's monitored. That's why it's the only messaging app that you can use in in China. Everything else is blocked. Yes. So, uh, people who are using WeChat know that you are being watched by the Chinese government all the time. Right, but they know, so they watch themselves. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, so they can filter their speech so that, but then again, their phones, microphones are probably also on all the time, so if you even have a private conversation, you can't really say what you really feel that's so scary man think about that did you know about a year ago there was a a chinese man and in a private message uh i think it was on it was on wechat yes he 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 made the he called the president uh, who was called xi jinping he called him uh in in his private text xi baozi xi uh, like a baozi is like a like a steamed bread with like i don't know food in the middle like a bapao in Holland right yeah it's actually pretty good pretty good food he, he, he looked like he basically said he looked like a piece of bread with meat in it or something yeah because he's like kind of he's, he's kind of well he's not fat Xi Jinping but he, he he's, he's kind big. of he's meaty he's a know? big dude he's a big dude yeah. so this guy he called him like Xi Baozi <laughs> and landed him over one year in prison holy in a private message not so private after all Yes, so... Man. Also, um, I had ta- Taiwanese friends, they also use the um, the WeChat app some, sometimes. Really? And one sent why, it. Why would they put it on their phone? You, you know that app probably like scans your phone for other shit. <laughs> yeah. There, uh, there's a lot of um, trade happening between Taiwan and China. Right, so if they want yeah. to communicate with their uh, Chinese friends... But you should probably never put that on your main phone. Yeah, well, People gotta talk to each other, right? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, call me paranoid, dude. But but no, you're in, you're right. If you don't need it, then don't. Mm-hmm. Anyways, don't install that shit, people. Are you uh, familiar with uh, Liu Xiaobo, the winner of the Nobel Prize? Chinese guy who was like a dem- human rights activist. He recently died. It was big news. Hmm. Anyways, he he is was, one. Was he related to the Tiananmen Square stuff? Um. Fuck, I think I just got stung by a wasp. Uh, wasp. Really? Does it hurt? Yeah. Suck it out. No, no, I don't think that works. Oh, that motherfucker got me. It's already starting to itch. Oh, what a whore. <sighs> motherfucker. Anyways, what's quite cool, this guy, like, he's uh, obviously a controversial figure in China. Right. So if you would send a picture of that guy via WeChat to someone else... That other person would not receive the picture. What? It would be the system checks the picture 
and recognizes that this is this guy and does not permit it to be sent through. Jesus. Yeah. Damn. It's pretty fucked. That's brutal. So that's China, people. Yeah. How are you doing there? It's fucking itching like a motherfucker. Is it? Is it get? Oh, I I have a tiger bomb on me. Does that work? It it work well in Chinese. It's called a uh, one yong yo, which means a uh, ten thousand use oil. I use it. <laughs> I use it on mosquito bites. It it works. All right, let's try that. Let's. I'm gonna get it. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> There's an interesting segue. This summer has been very very warm for a very long time. We haven't had rain in maybe three weeks, and it's been around. 25, 30 degrees, which is like 80, 80 degrees in Fahrenheit, 85 maybe even. It's like it's like a nice, like a kind of a hot-ish summer day. And it's nice, but we got all these insects all over the place Let's now. see. Where is it? Oh, uh, right here. Uh, where did it stay? Yeah. Uh, this area? Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I hope it, uh, it works. Uh, let's see. If that... Asian, Asian medicine. Asian medicine. <laughs> Uh, let me just there we go back in the oh. chair oh Jesus yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a little allergic to it too you know like my whole hand's starting to s- I hate it uh, whatever <clears throat> what the fuck were we talking about <laughs> talking about crazy crazy Chinese oh, shit oh yeah 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 like the surveillance shit yeah, but there was also something weird. I mean, everyone's spying on everyone. There's, there was also this weird thing about um, the Samsung smart TVs. Hmm. These are these TVs with like uh, that you can install apps on, and and uh, you can uh, put YouTube on it. You know, but we you can put WeChat on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but one of one of these um, one of the higher end models have like voice control, so you can talk to it. And there's the microphone is always on. And some guy discovered that that the TV is constantly sending data away, <laughs> so it's just recording the microphone and just sending that recording to a server somewhere. <laughs> Sketchy as shit. And that shit's in your in your living room. And uh, I think it was last year. When, when it was discovered, it wasn't a big story. It wasn't, it wasn't, it should be a way bigger story, I think. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of shit going on, man. When you say that kind of stuff, you, you, you always sound kind of weird and paranoid or something, in a way, don't you agree? But if you really think about that, that's pretty, uh, that's sketchy, you know? It is sketchy. Um, though, of course, certain countries and governments, they, um, they're spying on you or is much more severe than, than yeah, others. Yeah. But like, that was the whole thing with uh, Huawei getting banned from the US. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese phone brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they make the phones with the really good cameras and the, the huge screens and they're, they're, they're great. But Security risk. Security risk, yeah. And people were like, well, you know, they, they don't build microphones and phones and blah, blah, blah. They don't do that. But I listened to a podcast with this... CIA guy mm, and he yeah. made the argument that well maybe not now but if those phones are everywhere all over the place in in the US mm. then if they 
want to spy on someone or want to figure some things out. They can. They can just like turn them on and start listening to them. And it's like, huh, well, I kind of get it, you know. And it's a Chinese company, so it's owned by the Chinese government. I mean, if you if you want to get anything done business wise, it needs to be uh, approved by the party. Yes, and you need to uh, uh, give them access to some of your uh, corporate secrets. That too. Yeah. yeah, I think all your corporate secrets. Yeah. If you want to do business in China, you need to give them all your patents. Mm. Yeah. That was the rule. And you know, China is a huge market. So if you if you have a good product, you like, oh, all right, you know, small price to pay. I'm going to make some money. But at the same time, you you know, you show them exactly how you did it. And uh, they got that information for free. That's uh, one of the big problems in China is co- counterfeit, like um, like copied copied brands, and they just oh, it's called um, how do you call it again? Uh, like uh, the theft of um, intellectual property. Thank you. Yes. IP. Yes. Yeah. That plenty. Oh yeah, you got you got um, Apple stores there, mm. and they're exactly like Apple stores. And everything looks exactly the same, but it's all fake. Yeah. It's all fake. And the people who work there don't even know that they're not working at a real Apple store. <laughs> well, the, sto- the, score is, the store is probably called Apple Store, right? So yeah, uh, it's exactly the same, but it's fake. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and they're all, you know, like Chinese versions of the iPhone copied and, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's, Shit. It's, uh, that shit's crazy. Yeah, yeah man. We're living in interesting times, man. I think there's there's going to be some crazy shit's going to happen in our lifetime. Let's hope uh, it's positive crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The weird thing is, like the um, conditions that we have right now, like a good economy, life's good, life's better than it's ever been here in the West. Mm. If you look at it globally, even if you're doing bad, you're still doing great compared to someone in Africa or someone. F- 50 years ago in this country hmm. and uh, so you know life's great things are great that was the exact same kind of place Europe was in right before the first world war hmm. no one saw it coming because everyone was doing just so great yeah and um, I learned that on the Dan Carlin's Hardcore History podcast it was um, about the first world war it's amazing. You should listen to it. It's like five parts, and he just tells tells a story about the First World War, and every episode is like three hours. And it's like listening to the coolest history professor you've ever had. <laughs> and um, but yeah, like, apparently people were were um, still sitting in their backyard. Well, a uh, hundred kilometers further down the road, there was war going on. Like mm-hmm. it kind of people just. No one saw it coming, and it took like a couple of weeks before people realized, "Oh shit, we're at war." So, yeah. yeah. Well, fortunately, we're better friends with Germany now. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, no, of course, there's still yeah. uh, threats in this world. Fuck, that got dark quickly, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep the light on now. Yeah. All right. So, so, tell me about what your um, what your life looked like there, man. Like, because I visited you there for for well, it's we hung out for two weeks, but I visited you visited you for one week in Taiwan. Mm. I kind of got a little glimpse in there, but tell me about you know what what your street looks like and your apartment and yeah. 
<laughs> well, I would live on the fifth floor. That's the um, <clears throat> the penthouse, if you want to call it that way. <laughs> that basically means uh, every day having to climb at least five stairs <laughs> so going up and down. So not as fancy as, a, as it sounds like. It's not like a Vegas penthouse. No. <laughs> stairs plentiful. Um, <laughs> but no, I had a cool house. I lived together with a Taiwanese guy and uh, a girl from Dominican Republic. Mm. Yeah, um, and also, um, yeah, uh, especially uh, that girl, like her friends and her, her boyfriend are also all good friends of myself. So, yeah, we had a very, very good time in the house. We had a big living room. It was all right. Sometimes there would be like small cockroaches, but uh, <laughs> we also have small cockroach spray. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> small. Co- well, it's but it's very humid there. It's like yeah, so, man, it's like, like you're walking around in a jungle, it, and it's yeah. weird to be in a city in that climate. It's very green. There's like palm trees everywhere, and, mm-hmm. and all the plants that are in the city are kind of like jungle plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the buildings are kind of you know like greenish, and and you can tell like it's it, it kind of has a Jurassic Park vibe to it in a way. Yeah, I did not show you the di- the dinosaurs last time, but uh, <laughs> next time if we ever go there, I'll show you the dinosaurs. <laughs> No, but it was it was such a cool, cool thing, you know. Like you're in this humid, hot area, and you, at the same time, you're in the middle of a city. It's kind of it's like a tropical city. It's, it's so different than uh, anything we are used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was it was cool being there. And I, as I said, I lived there for three years, and uh, I did see like uh, you see things change, like and uh, it's hard to give a real example, but you just see that the country just like develop a little bit and um yeah in what way <sighs> yeah good question <laughs> it's like uh just things are feel different after a couple of years um yeah no there were like uh changes with like uh you know the way oh for instance there was this huge building that was like a uh like a construction pit when i when i was just in taiwan and now it's just completely built and it looks fine and uh like just kind of small changes to to life like it's it's hard yeah. it's hard to describe because like i guess you can only that you think you can only see if you if you spend a couple of years in one place yeah. right? like if i would ask you now how uh, rotterdam has changed in now oh, in three man. years huge hugely huge. yeah i but, mean there's uh well i haven't been uh let's see i've, I've been back for two, uh, yeah a year and a half oh a year a year now I mean, it's hard to think of real examples. Uh, yeah, they closed down the the biggest strip through the middle of the city in front of City Hall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like two two lanes each way, mm-hmm. and they just completely closed down one side. Oh, and they're going to like one one of those two two lanes is going to be all park like. They're going to plant trees and they're going to sort of turn it into a park, and the there's now going to be like one lane back and forth yeah. and it's going to be closed on the weekends I think or uh, even closed in the evening or they might even close it all together they're still talking about that Yeah. so he's going to change the city center around and yeah. they build uh, like on the south side of the river they built a bunch of they built like this huge apartment building on top of this old warehouse you, you can you can see the developments are, are yeah. now moving south Okay. So if you got some money, you should buy you should buy a house somewhere in on the south side, and in ten years the price will be tripled. Oh yeah. So 
Yeah, you can you can see what what kind of first happened toward the north is uh, not gonna happen in the south. So. Mm. All right, but it's funny, you know, we're talking about three years now, and I could I could go on and on, but people are probably bored by listening to to this now. But yeah, a lot has changed. A lot changes in three years. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. There was something that you said about um, Taiwanese identity getting stronger and how it's still like a huge deal to the Chinese that they're not there's a like strong rivalry 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 but yeah there's a strong rivalry between Taiwan and China still and the getting close to the Taiwanese identity in what way manifests itself according to you mm. <clears throat> well first and foremost into the uh, development that people do not consider themselves as Chinese. And that's the thing that bothers uh, the Chinese communists the most. They say, we're not Chinese, we're Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for instance, uh, I've had several Taiwanese people say that when they uh, went abroad for holidays, that the uh, the customs people or the, the people who stamp your passport, that they will be like, oh, so you're from China. And it's like, hey, I got a Chinese passport here. And then they'd be like, no, it's Taiwanese. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bit confusing because it, it's on, on the passport. It says Republic of China and then in parentheses, Taiwan. Wasn't it the same with some airline, like China Airlines is Taiwanese? Or? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, China Airlines was founded, you know, before when 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 the the government of that that rules taiwan still considers itself itself to be china right <laughs> yeah funny but yeah they there's um there's also like uh, animosity because of that right plenty plenty um the the chinese communists are very rejective of this taiwan being its own thing uh, for instance, in the Olympic Games, Taiwanese... Ah, oh, fuck. fuck. That's yeah. another one. Jesus Fucking Christ. Christ. Good. Ooh, that's, fuck. The sec- that's the second one. Oh, man. That's ah, the fucking bring worst. It, bring out the fucking tiger ball. Motherfucker. Got yeah. me again. Ah, yeah, I, know. I feel bad for you, man. <laughs> like, I'm actually thinking whether I would be willing, you know, to take one of your things, but... Uh, what do you mean? Like, if I could take one of your stings, oh. we could share it evenly. <laughs> oh, that's very nice of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this tiger bomb stuff works. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, man. 10,000 10, uh, way usage. 10,000 uh, uses uh, oil. That's what it's called in Chinese. Mm. They also got me on the leg. Really? Yeah, they're, they're fucking me up. Did he already bit you three times? Yeah. Well, maybe it's three different ones, and they say, hey, this, this guy, go, go get him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor dick. Fucking wasps. Yeah. Anyways, so in the Olympic Games, Taiwan can only participate under the name Chinese Taipei. Mm, Chinese Taipei. That's what they're called, and their flag is like this weird white thing with a flower in, inside of it. Right. But recently, I was in Japan a few weeks ago, and uh, I could see like a group of people there all having Taiwanese flags, not ROC flags, but like the Taiwanese independence flags, asking for um, signatures to allow Taiwan to participate under the name Taiwan right. during the 2020 Olympics, which are taking place in Tokyo. Okay. 
So that is uh, also this again this. Who's gonna win? You think? What does it look like now? Mm, it's it's difficult because Japan and Ta- Japan is quite a is also an ally of Taiwan. Right. Um, the strongest one, obviously, is the U.S. But uh, Japan is also an important ally. Yeah. At the same time, uh, China is also important to Tai to to Japan economically. Mm-hmm. So they do, they do not want to piss China off e- off either. Right. So I do not think it will succeed. Hmm. Fuck. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm just distracted. My my arm is just itching like a motherfucker. I'm I'm a little bit allergic to these fucking things, so it's just extra annoying. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Motherfucker. Maybe it's their vengeance for you setting up wasp traps in your garden. <laughs> Maybe. It's like, it's a dead cunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah, but they, but is there also, um, if you go to China as a Taiwanese person, mm-hmm. uh, would, would people, uh, of land China just start yelling at you? Because you, you can't tell them apart. Like land China, mm. people look a little bit, Mainland, yeah, hmm. and they look a little bit rougher, you know, and it's it's. Um, I I have not lived in China myself, so I would not know exactly the attitude of the Taiwanese people towards Taiwan. But mm. they would they could instantly tell, like, oh, he's from Taiwan. Yeah, yeah if they if they speak, the accent is uh, yeah. obvious. Hmm. But I but I I know Taiwanese people who go to China and yeah, they're they're fine. Okay. As long as they do not, uh, you know, scream out like Taiwan number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that because I I looked it up. For Ooh. those who don't know, really, there's <laughs> yeah, there's, oh, this, uh, there's, there's this online shooter game. You know, it's like Fortnite, but it's called uh, uh, I forgot. It's like the the other big battlegrounds player unknown. I think yeah, that's the one, or some zombie game or whatever survival game. And there's this guy. <laughs> Uh, American dude who's um, who's in the server with a bunch of Chinese people, <laughs> and then he just starts yelling in the in in his microphone, Taiwan number one, Taiwan number one, and then the Chinese start to yell at him and say fuck you. Let's see Wait, hold can. on, don't don't do anything yet. Just stay there. I'm gonna see. Let's see. Oh my god, dude. yeah. Report yeah. that. All right, nothing happening yet. Oh, is it the one cheater in like a group of 20? I'm talking about gamer bullshit. I think they're playing against uh, Chinese people. Yeah. Russia, bro. Russia, bro. Quit doing shit, bro. Taiwan number one. HK Alex, you. Fuck your motherfucker. Well, you know, you get the idea. I want them to. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh man, it's so stupid, but it's so funny. <laughs> at, oh, one, at one oh, point, at one I'll, point, I'll he, put a link to that video in the in the notes. <laughs> at one point, he even says like, uh, "Taiwan number one, Japan number two, China number four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's, it's so funny. But yeah, people get riled up, and those guys sounded angry. For real. 
If you, what would happen if you were a Taiwanese person and you just go to a public place in China and you just start yelling that? Would people just attack you? Or, um, well, I don't want to speculate, but I have another good story, which relates to that. In Taiwan, there's a bunch of foreigners that just like has lived there for a while. And there are quite a lot of foreigners, not as many as Thailand and stuff. But there's still like foreigners. Western foreigners. Like, yeah, yeah. So some of the some of them have lived there for a longer time, maybe twenty years. They have a wife. Right. So there's this one guy. Oh, and I say, you know, I I must say these these foreigners are maybe a bit uh, odd sometimes. Okay. So this one guy, just weird weird dudes who yeah. are, who are just decided to go live in Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that guy? So this guy yeah. in a drunk state. Went to a tattoo parlor, and he he tattooed the characters for Taiwan. So there's two different characters on his forehead. Taiwan on his forehead, and then on his chin, he 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 tattooed the Taiwanese independence flag, like with the green as well and the white, and then the island in the center. So this is already quite funny. But that's then, that's intense, man. But then he went to Cambodia, where there are like. So many like Chinese uh, laborers and stuff, and those are like hardcore communists. What are they? Just like laborers, like manual workers, right? And this guy was in a bar and he was having a drink, and then uh, <laughs> there was the Chinese guys, and uh, apparently they yelled at him like, "Hey, Taiwan, China!" And then like, "Hey, Taiwan, 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 <laughs> China, Taiwan, Taiwan." And then, Taiwan. <laughs> and then in the end, yeah, yeah, he got he got beat the fuck up. No oh, shit, he got like. <laughs> Like he had pictures up, like all bloody and shit. Oh man! It's uh, maybe. Oh, please send me a link to that story. <laughs> yeah, no, I will. It's it's a bit uh, sad though, but uh, still a little funny. But was it, was he like really hurt, or was he? Well, yeah, his, his face is all like fucking. Yeah, but, but will he just no, recover? No, he'll be fine. Or? He'll be yeah. fine. Okay, but he's just gonna beat up. Okay, that's definitely pretty bad. Uh, but you like know. A, maybe one night in the hospital or something. Right. No, he'll he'll be fine. Yeah. yeah so it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can also put a link to that news story. I will do that. It was on the news. That's man. hilarious. Yes. Dude, a face tattoo of, of Taiwan with the Taiwanese flag on your face. What's that dude's story? What was he doing in Taiwan in the first place? Mm. Well, actually, um, I, I've put this up. How, how can he get away with that while still being employed there and live there? And you know, mm. well, I'm not sure what he does, but. Other foreigners who have lived there longer as well, longer than I have, they also say that this guy has been in the news before that he like threw like a petrol bomb at a Seven Eleven or some shit. Oh shit! So yeah. he's crazy. Pretty fucked, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he of course we knew he was crazy because of the face tattoos, but he's like <laughs> dangerous crazy. A little, yeah. All right. And anyways, he got his ass whooped <laughs> because he said Taiwan, Taiwan, not Taiwan, China. <laughs> That's probably not even the stupidest reason for for a guy to get beat up. Mm. I mean, you you spend a lot of time in bars. I, I spent a lot of time in bars because I was a bartender for for quite a while. And you know the the things that dudes would get into a fight over, man. It's just just so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah. There was this guy who. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good one. There was there was this guy who lost his cigarette lighter, <laughs> and he accused his friend of stealing it or taking it, um, you know, accidentally. His this, friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if 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 you if you he already a, knew him. Yeah, well, if if you and a bunch of other people smoke and you just borrow each other's lighters and you accidentally steal each other's lighter, you know, 
happens all the time. Mm. And he, he accused him of that, like, hey, man, I think you took my lighter. He's like, no, I didn't. And uh, I was like, uh, no, no, just check your package. Like, no, no, you didn't. How dare you? How, how dare you accuse me of, of <laughs> stealing your lighter? Why would I do that? Like, no, 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 but I'm not saying that, that you stole it. I just, you know, you might have taken it accidentally and, you know, you might still have it in your pocket. Mate, are you accusing me of stealing your fucking shit? Get fucked, cunt. <laughs> and then, uh, then uh, there was a fist fight. Fuck. <laughs> that, that escalated quickly. That was in Australia. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. <laughs> they, they were they were big dudes too, man. It was um, <laughs> clash of the titans. Well, it was it was pretty messy, you know. They they had these this place had these huge bouncers, and they were they were just just these two, like one dude. He was like a like Andre the Giant or what's the giant guy from from the Lord of the Rings shit the, the mountain guy or something oh, yeah the Game of Thrones dude the mm. huge guy mm. well he was kind of like that and he, oh, he, he broke it up pretty quickly and it was just I don't know he looked like an army dude yeah that was an intense bar it was cool though I never saw so much money at the beach bar no no this was in Perth most most luxurious bar I ever worked in I had to take a course for making cocktails and shit snap yeah and we all had to be all dressed up very nicely and we we had we had beers that were 24 dollars per for a pint hmm. and uh people people would have bar tabs well over a thousand dollars easily and it happened like uh every night all right man i'll have i'll have uh, eight of these cocktails it's like, well you know you you know that's gonna cost uh it's gonna cost you like 140 bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then uh, they all have their cocktail, and um, 20 minutes later, they order another uh, <laughs> another one around. It goes on all night, mm. and um, just like high rollers, just uh, serious money. It was cool to be amongst that for a little bit. Just a mm. uh, different kind of world, and you know, other people would show up too, and they would just have like. A, beer or something and uh, these these two gentlemen that were uh, ejected from the establishment were no regular respected guests yeah funny shit funny shit Taiwan number one yeah <laughs> uh, actually that guy got it like invited to like some gamer convention in Taiwan it was like flown in for free <laughs> serious yeah <laughs> he he also made another video where he actually like grabbed the Taiwanese flag and yeah. showed it in his webcam. Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this this whole internet troll thing that's going on it's it's so funny. Like there's so much funny shit going on, you know. <laughs> Just people fucking with people and it's uh yeah, it's like a new whole new kind of brand of humor emerged from it. Like the whole um did you see the whole Shay LaBeouf thing with, with the flag, he will not divide us? No. <laughs> well, Shay LaBeouf is his actor, right? And he, uh, he's, he's, I think he's from like the, the action hero movies. But he's also this artsy, weird dude who kind of has to, his own artsy, weird project. And after Trump got elected, his thing was like, all right, I'm going to have a flag that I'm going to hang that says he will not divide us and I'm going to put a camera on it and people can come to the camera and express themselves and it's like that's like a moving art project that is that is the art 
and uh, you know people would show up to it and then um, no it started with that started with a camera uh, with people where people could like say something in front of it but I got shut down after three days because you know people started showing up and there were mobs forming and it just created chaos so he couldn't do that anymore so then he moved it and there were also like trolls that showed up and did all kinds of shit and um, then he moved to Texas somewhere with the same project in, in a bad neighborhood and then after like five days uh, <laughs> there was like uh, someone uh, getting shot uh, off camera but you can there were like gunshots in the video <laughs> so then that got shut down too <laughs> and then uh, then the next thing was I'm gonna put a flag up uh, uh, that says he will not divide us and it's gonna it's gonna be there and the camera is gonna be on the flag for his entire presidency and that's gonna symbolize well, he's not gonna divide us well then these dudes on the internet started analyzing the the live feed and they started uh, seeing at night they would see constellations and stars and with that they estimated a rough area where the flag would be <laughs> <laughs> and then there were also like airplanes flying over and they used that data to narrow it even down further so they look at they looked at flight patterns by airplanes and they they used also the star map and so they they did some very advanced research and then they had a guy, uh, then they had, all right, we narrowed it down to this general area. Uh, if you live there, just go drive drive your uh, car or truck around, uh, around a big green area and just start honking, and then we know where it is. Because the video also had sound. And at one point, you heard distantly. And uh, it's like, all right, so that, that's how they found it. And then they took the flag down and put like a flag up with like Donald Trump's face on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> but th- they figured it out in three days. And then then it happened like three or four times again after that. And they called it Capture the Flag. And, <laughs> and they also had ideas with like, uh, uh, they also had a drone with a flamethrower on it trying to set it on fire. And, uh, they did all, it was so crazy, man. You, you need to look it up. It's hilarious. <laughs> just people fucking around, you know. Oh, that, that reminds me of that it, one thing just, you just um, anonymous people just getting together and and just fucking around. You, you, a good old time. You know, like all these like pranksters are and cheats online where they like ask for your money and uh, try to defraud you, right? Oh, like the, they try to steal your identity. Yeah, like the Nigerian. Yeah, so uh, so you linked me to that, you know, <laughs> the Nigerian guy that got basically, I don't know, pranked. <laughs> scammed by someone else yeah yeah well well, what you're talking about now for the audience is uh, sometimes you get these emails that say well well congratulations uh you're a descendant of uh of a king that lived here in nigeria 200 years ago and uh, you're entitled to inherit like 30 million dollars or something and then but to uh to make that transaction you need to send me $20,000 because that's the transaction fees to move <laughs> all that money to your account. And, um, you know, some people buy into that. There's there's enough naive people in this world still that buy into it. And, you know, if you, it's very cheap to send spam, right? It, mm. it costs maybe like 10 bucks to send a million emails. Mm. 
So if you spend like a hundred bucks, you send out 10 million emails, there's a pretty big chance that among that huge amount of people is someone who just buys into it. And um, what you're describing now is a guy who kind of went with it <laughs> and uh, he saw the trick and he just decided to fuck with them. <laughs> yeah, you tell the story. <laughs> yeah. So there's like this Nigerian guy, like... Um, And yeah. it all comes from Nigeria for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why, but it seems to be that way. Yeah. He, he mailed this guy saying that uh, they were looking for uh, for contributions of money to a cause of saving people of a certain like uh, natural disaster. Mm -hmm. So this guy, he found out that it was fake and then decided to um, to to kind of fuck with the guy. So he basically said, well, thank you for your message. Uh, I cannot donate money now, um, but I am part of a church um, that sponsors um, good projects like the one of yourself. <laughs> um, but we only give to, uh, to, to, to accredited organizations. And this guy is like, yeah, 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 I'm part of uh, this uh, NGO. And uh, uh, how can I get accredited? So then this guy says, uh, yes, so you, well, for this to be accredited, <laughs> you have to become part of our church. <laughs> so this guy says, okay, how can we become a part of your church? <laughs> and then they said, well, they, so they, give, they give him warnings saying like, well, the, the process is quite rigorous and can even, you know, have to play an important part uh, in your life as well. But, um, you know the 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 the, um, the sponsors that we give out might amount to like 100 or 2 to 200,000 US dollars those are not <laughs> uncommon numbers so this guy this Nigerian guy obviously is like all right um, no problem I can, okay I'll do everything I'll I'll do it uh, what do I have to do it's like okay well first you need to um finish the um a form for us you have to send us your your id card or your passport um so then you know he does it and they say uh, oh this is not good so they make him like send my many more things make him apply for a passport <laughs> so then that has been done they're like okay so this other thing uh and which shows real dedication is that all our members have this tattoo <laughs> oh, anywhere on their body this is the The sign of the holy, the holy Maxius, <laughs> and uh, we 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 pray to him, and we set this tattoo. All of our members have it on our body. He's like, you need oh. to get it too. Yeah, and then we need pictures and proof, <laughs> and we want receipts. Um, we want to see pictures of you doing it, and after and before. So this guy actually goes to have to do all these like tattoos and stuff, and, and it's like the dumbest tattoos too. Like yeah, uh, like I'm a dumbass or something. Yeah, or, or uh, you and, know. And 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 on online, if you see this, you can see the pictures as well. So you see the guy. I just, need to link to that too. Ah, it's so yeah. funny. And yeah, in the end, he kind of. Oh yes. Then. So this, uh, he's saying, okay, well, yeah, we can give you the money now, but we need this and we need that. So he asks for information and gives it and he stalls him. Because at one point, he, he waits to, with responding to the Nigerian guy for a few days. And so this Nigerian guy keeps, keeps sending emails to this supposed church. Right. You know? And, and then kind of let him build up the pressure, you know? This yeah. is like a psychological game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he 
he he he, he re, like after a few days he responds to the Nigerian guy and he writes with a very different writing style like like different kind of slang uh, raw punctuation voice. everything yeah. um he messages this Nigerian guy and says uh I just hacked into this guy's email and I can see what you're doing, you know, trying to uh, defraud him of his money. But it's okay. Uh, you know, we can work together. Uh, so initially this Nigerian guy to this this hacker, apparently, because it's from the same email address, right? <laughs> Says like, uh, um, oh, uh, Priest Johnson, I think you have a hacker and stuff. <laughs> so then they respond again saying like, hey, man, he has no control of the email now. I, it's me here. So you better not talk ba- smack about me. Make you know, paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> so in the end, he also like convinces the Nigerian guy to to join their team to join the to join the CIA. Yeah, <laughs> but that they have to that they have to um, defraud the priests together. <laughs> like he's basically responding to two different people right. in the same female thread. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, then he continues, and they they pretend that the priest is also can also access it again. <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah, the priest says like, yes, I've sent it to the address, the um, the bank account that you indicated, and we see that there has already been a withdrawal of eight thousand uh, of our t- of our ten ten thousand dollars. So uh, yes, I see you've got it. <laughs> so the Nigerian is then responding to two different ones, like to the church. They say like, oh, I did not get anything, and to so the supposedly hacker, he's then saying, hey man, did you take eight thousand? I need it now. People are like. Uh, you know to get the two and get to your uh, Nigerian passport because you like also got him that <laughs> I need to pay the money oh, back man. because you know they're after me and uh, I fear for my safety <laughs> and then in the end it just kind of it stops like there's no more yeah so a sudden stops and then people are saying like people are fucking pe- paranoid people are saying like what I think uh, you know this prank got him killed or something <laughs> like this is like morally corrupt <laughs> That's some. That's that's some seriously. They, that's some high level fucking with people right there. Fuck. That's oh, so funny though. That's that's uh, psychological torture, man. <laughs> only, it is. Yeah. Only <laughs> only problem with that like article. At the same time, though, I mean, yeah. fuck those guys. You yeah. know what they do? Just uh, fucking people over and just fucking their entire life up and and ruining their. You know, entire entire families into debt yeah. and just taking advantage of just people. Fuck them; they deserve every bit of it. Yeah. yeah. Once you re- start reading that article, though, it gets so funny. Yeah. That you're basically behind your computer for two hours because <laughs> there, there are a lot of emails. Very well documented. So it's like a book almost. There was this other guy called. It was his book. He wrote this book called "Prank the Monkey," and it's this guy who just. His whole thing is like, as long as you have a nice suit on and you look like a serious guy and you carry yourself well, you can get almost into every building and into almost every place you want to be. Mm. And um, that's what he basically did. And he just went into businesses and pretended that he was, he had to be like somewhere and just kind of, you know, fuck with people and see what he could get away with. And it was... (laughs) It's very funny, but it's also it's also interesting. Like he also he also did some some funny shit with some credit card company who kept spamming him and and I don't I don't remember, but it's a good one. It's a good book. Oh, I mean, I read it ten years ago when I was in college, and it just made me laugh. So it might be stupid now, but whatever. I'll put a link in a link to it in the show notes. It's uh, 
<laughs> kind of what we're talking about now. Too. Yeah. Funny shit. My grandma has an email too. You know, sometimes I, I, I help her with going through her emails and replying and stuff. And, um, you know, she, she just doesn't see the things that we see, you know. Like she, she, if she would get an email from a Nigerian prince or something, like she wouldn't instantly dismiss it. That's like, oh, you know, that's bullshit. Uh, it's not, I'm not saying that she would believe it either, but, and because my, my grandma's bright. She, she, you know, she she has a smartphone. <laughs> it's cool, dude. Like he, she sends so- photos on WhatsApp. It's uh, it's the coolest thing. But I'm sure that there's also like old people who are not so bright and who would just fall for it, you know. And that's, thing is, thing that's, is, they're not all as obvious as the Nigerian prince, you know. Like, that's true. Yeah. We all, we also get spams yeah, that's where, ba- yeah, that's where a, almost you think like, is it? Wait, is this real word? Looks like a login page, you know. Yeah, yeah. like I've gotten like these fines. From from Apple, saying yeah. that you know I've used the Apple Store and that I didn't pay for something yet, so just yeah make uh, wire twenty bucks yeah. to this and this amount to this <coughs> account, but it looks legit. Like oh yeah, huh. well that's the thing. You you can just if you get an email from Apple, you can just like lift a template from that and just put different text into it, and then you're done. Yeah, it's uh, so easy to do too. But if you use a uh, like Outlook or or Gmail. The filters work really well, though. Mm, I almost yeah. never it almost never gets through. Yeah. Interesting new new forms of crime, you know. It's uh, world. The internet has changed the world so much. Yeah, like we. I mean, how old are you now? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. All right, I'm four years four years older than you, so I'll I will probably remember it better than you. But I can still remember clearly a world without internet mm. and it was just different man it was just different yeah things things were just simpler in a lot of ways simple simple things like getting groceries or doing shopping or um, sending out a letter like simple things that took time got like even easier like uh, just, you know if you want to contact someone now or if you want to order groceries or whatever don't even have to leave your house anymore so those things have gotten like way simpler but because of that we're less involved with it too you know Mm. so that has an impact on society like if you do your shopping by just adding things to your basket on your computer it's different than when you actually like grab it from a shelf and Mm. think about it and shit if that makes sense (laughs) yeah i don't know the way we consume things the way we look at the things we consume those things are have changed and also like we just talked about the uh, whole crime thing. Just different forms of criminality. Someone fucked me over once for a concert ticket. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> what happened? Well, on, on Marktplatz. It's like the Dutch eBay. I ordered many things from there, and I sold many things in there, and it always works. And um, I bought concert tickets in there a million, town, a million times. And um, same here, like, oh, 30, 35 bucks. And I just never heard from him again. And then um, try to call him. Say, All right, this number doesn't exist. And then uh, I just Googled the name of the person who put on the ad. And I landed on like a forum of someone's like, yeah, you know, he's a ripoff. And I'm going to fucking watch. Do you get bitten again? No, Stung no. I stopped him. It was on my foot. It was about to inject yeah. poison into your delicate foot. <laughs> It'll be the, you get me for the fourth time then, motherfucker. Well, anyway, 
always good experiences, but this guy just was fake, and you know, I, I just uh, I called the police. You know, this happened to me. What can I do? Uh, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> so that was that. Yeah, it's kind of shitty how it's a system based on trust, and when people betray that, it just feels feels shitty. It's just like you're contributing to degeneration of everything if you do that kind of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I read an article about that once or someone was saying that, uh, you know, there's a lot of regulation <clears throat> on the market. Like, you know, with, re- with regards to what you buy in the store, you know, you got uh, guarantees and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But they were saying that the um, the social market, like, you know, the um, social media or like the internet market, that it's developing so fast but you know the rules with regards to you know what covers human deals online right you know that the that the enforcement yeah they can because it goes so fast hold on I'm gonna close the barbecue one second well feels like a good place to stop I don't know how we talked we didn't went for that long but I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the conversation and I always enjoy it too, Dick. Yeah, I learned learn some interesting new things. It's always cool to get uh, get things from your perspective, man, because it's a unique perspective. Good talks. Yeah, <laughs> dude. All right, everybody. Thank you all for listening to the Polarizer Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. Um, follow the show on Twitter, the underscore Polarizer. Follow me on instagram at dutch diederik i post all my travel shit on there and good photos and things about the podcast so follow that shit and we're also on facebook and just check out the website polarizer.com everything is there and i also would like to once again remind you to download the alert app it's the allergy app for travelers so if you have a food allergy, you can type in what you're allergic to. And if you're a vegetarian, you can type it in too. And let's say you're going to Taiwan. Number one. You're going to Taiwan number one. <laughs> y- you can speak Taiwanese. You can write Taiwanese. So you press on the big yellow button at the bottom of the screen. And the phone shows your message watch out I'm extremely allergic to dairy peanuts crawfish or sulfites or gluten the 14 most common allergies are in there covering over 95% of all cases so if you have a food allergy uh, there's 95% chance that this app will be useful to you and it's available now on the iOS app store visit alert app Dot com. That's alertapp.com and you spell alert with double L because it's like an alert but it also refers to allergy. Check it out, alert on the iOS app store. And once again, also check out onit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com and use the promo code POLARIZER for up to 10% off your total next order. That's POLARIZER. At checkout or click the button on the website or go to thepolarizer.com slash on it thanks again for sponsoring us guys I am uh, very happy to be on board the on it train right motherfuckers thank you for listening 
Love you. Bye. And thank you for coming on to the show, my good friend. Tot ziens. Dag. <laughs> You've been listening to the Polarizer podcast. Check the show notes for links and details on literally everything that was discussed and mentioned during the show. Subscribe to this podcast for free on iTunes or your other favorite podcast directory to never miss an episode. And be so kind to give us a five-star rating and review. Visit thepolarizer.com for high-quality articles on making life an adventure, traveling the world, being the best you can be, and other topics that fuel the fire in your soul. That's thepolarizer.com. One word, including the. Thank you for listening. And thanks for telling a friend. It really makes all the difference.